and welcome to Across the Bifrost. This is the Mighty Thor podcast, where on each and every episode, we explore the world of Marvel's Mighty Thor. I am one of your hosts, Ryan Doze. And Faz is here today as well, everybody. Buckle up for some alligator Loki. Just kidding. No, no, that's not happening. <laughs> we just, so you might be wondering, like, Faz is here. Are we talking about new comics? Because the episode title doesn't say new comics. We're not talking about new comics. This is part 10 or 11 of our Jason Aaron retrospective. And we decided beforehand that Faz isn't really a guest anymore. Like, he's he's more of a recurring, what, what did you say? Recurring? Recurring a character i think i said i'm i'm basically like don't think of me as jeff annie abed troy think of me as the dean think of me as chang chang's probably the best fit to be honest it, so those of you out there that got the community reference i think faz and i talked about community for like 15 minutes before <laughs> we actually started talking about i don't know anything relating to comics so uh yeah he is the he is the dean he is the chang of this show and hey in a few seasons, he becomes a main cast member. So exactly. I just need enough people be, to leave and I'm in. Be looking enough people that basically he needs me to leave, which basically leaves the podcast without its creator. Like that would be a weird thing. It's like, well, Ryan's gone from the podcast. <laughs> that would be that would be a strange morning to wake up to, like, oh, let's see what's happening across the Bifrost. Um yeah, this was weird. It's like Jason Aaron, part 37. It's your host, Faz. Here we go. <laughs> they really drug those last 27 parts <laughs> of the, the retrospective out. I like I I think of it like this. It's like if you if a scenario happens in your life where you have to sit in the back seat of your car while someone else is driving and someone else is sitting in the passenger seat. Like I know that sounds like the most pedestrian thing ever, but that would like freak me out so much. It right. it's, so it's decided next time I'm doing the intro, the whole thing. I'm going to call myself Ryan Doze. You can call yourself Christopher Fazio. We'll see how it goes. Oh my gosh. That, I mean, I don't know if, I don't know if I'm qualified for the part, but I know one thing we are super qualified for. It is not, we're not talking about new comics. New comics is in a few weeks where we have a special guest for our new comics. Uh, just, I, I'm already into the plugs and stuff. Martin Cocolo is coming back to the podcast to talk all about the entire run of Banner of War. So excited. Chris gets to meet him for the first time. It's going to be awesome. Oh man, it's going to be fantastic. He, like Martin and I have talked back and forth a little bit. He's excited to come back and talk about everything. But today we are back into our Jason Aaron retrospective with the most metal Mighty Thor like series of issues. We're talking about the War Thor today. Like Faz, like I said before we even started this, this comic reads like a metal album. It's it, perfect. The amount of, of lightning, like Look, there's we we read a lot of Thor comics here. Yes, we the do. The amount of lightning we see it's kind of our thing <laughs> in these issues is ridiculous. There are literally sharks that breathe fire and spit magma. But, I mean, it's it's that kind of of uh, yeah. run, guys. Like, there really there were only two colors required to do this. It's, it's like orange and red, like orangeish reddish, and then like blues and blacks. Like mm -hmm. there was the only colors that were needed to do this entire crazy storyline. And like, 
this is a really simple story. It's a super duper simple story. And the uh, issues that we're going to talk about, we're just going to kind of talk broad strokes because we always encourage you as a listener to go and read these for yourself. We're going to be talking about issues 20 through 23 of Mighty Thor. Most of this series that we've done so far has been talking about either the Odinson or Jane. But today we're going to talk about our third Thor, kind of like the forgotten Thor. Ryan's favorite Thor. Oh, we're going to get to talk about favorite characters. Uh, it's going to be amazing. Um, and uh, yeah, we're going to talk about a new Thor called the War Thor, which is, uh, I mean, it's just so epic. It's just so epic. So, Vaz, I'm ready to jump in. Are you ready to follow suit and talk Let's about the War Thor? Yeah. So, the War Thor, these four issues um just simple setting the stage here jane has defeated the gods of the shiar during the asgard shiar war i have noticed faz they use the word war so much like jason aaron loves the word war he uses everything i loved these four issues one thing i will say this wasn't really a war this this (laughs) four uh thing arc what what comes after yeah, it's a war. What came before? Yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's a war. These four ones are more of a kerfuffle. I would call it the <laughs> Thor kerfuffle. <laughs> yeah, it's like the, the last issue of the issue 23 is literally called The War of the Thors. And it's one issue, one fight. And then like, who is it? One of the characters at the end says, the war of the Thors is over. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> wait, what? blink and you miss it the war of the thors lasted oh, like Ryan, the sentence after that the sentence after that is remind me what really gets you excited the war of the realms begins oh yes i i feel like i feel like i'm like hulking up and like i know that's like that's another podcast thing that's gamma <laughs> charges thing uh but like i feel like we're gradually like hulking up to this huge thing because like we've been talking about war of the realms for so long and that's the thing about jason aaron he is a master storyteller he's going to put all of the threads in and he's not going to pull on them till the time comes so there's right. so much build up there's so much stuff he's been at this point for years he's probably referencing war of the realms in comic time with everything coming out once a month i mean you've got to build it right and that's it's what he literally does. been years like he's been talking about the war of the realm for a year like in yeah. real time in real time yeah years have gone by like we've known the war of the realms is coming for calendar years in real world so there's probably like four years where we've been hearing about malachis war of the realms and the the war is spreading across the realms it's not just like a huge crossover this feels like i don't know it feels so much bigger than even a crossover it's a saga think mcu infinity saga or multiverse saga that's what it's like but in comics Hmm. That actually makes the most sense because it's like, even when you like see, so a little bit of MCU, like rabbit trail here, even when you see Thanos for the first time, like the Avengers movie is over the original Avengers movie. We don't get the payoff for that until what? Eight, nine years later, seven years. I think. Yeah. Really long time. Crap. Like, I wonder if the, I think like the timeline for Jason's run of Thor, it would have been around like five, six years. You're waiting for the payoff to when like Malekith starts his War of the Realms. The payoff doesn't come for years. 
And I think like you were saying, like long-term storytelling. It's like, so he's also good. great. Like the the individual pieces are enjoyable on their own, right? Which is what makes it so impressive. Like it's the same with his current Avengers run. He, each individual story is impactful and you enjoy it on your own, but he's also putting a new building block on the Jenga tower, right? He's right. building it up. And once it's tall enough, he's going to knock that whole thing down and we're going to have a crazy story to talk about. Speaking of Avengers, and I know we're not doing new comics today, but it's been confirmed that like his Avengers run is ending, I believe at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So like all those pieces are going to come together and Avengers forever is going to play into that. I wonder if the, um, if the uh, Avengers that that million BC is going to factor into that, like, Oh, all of his Avengers stuff is going to come into this one big like he climax. Loves moment. time traveling, things like that. They're all going to be together. It's going to be millions of Mephistos versus millions of Squadrons of Evil versus millions of of Avengers from different time frames, and it's going to be insane. And my money is already. It's like pre spent. My money is pre spent <laughs> on all of those books. Um, but like, there's a the but that type of long, interwoven, complex storytelling is really what the lead up to war of the realms is about because there's so many implications it literally spans the entire asgardian world all the 10 realms but for today this story zooms in on one character and he is a character that is so near and dear to my heart listeners of the show know we love jane we love odinson we love goats we love valkyrie we love all these characters Volstag is my favorite supporting character, and this is the best Volstag story like ever. I can't imagine it. Like, yes, he takes a little bit of a of a detour from being the the jolly, you know, bumbling kind of fool of Thor comics, but this is the most epic Volstag has ever been, and maybe 100%. ever will be. And and the the way that they the motivation he gets that causes his turn, it makes sense. With, yeah, everything ties in together. Like, without giving too much away for you uh, for you listeners and readers, the pain that Volstagg goes through, this gentle giant, this happy man who just cares about things like food and children more than all else, and when all of that stuff is taken from him in the first uh, chapter of this arc, you can see something's right. changing. I mean, he, he's trying to do the right thing. He, he, he's, he's like, he's a congressman in the Congress of worlds. So he and another representative go to, this is kind of the setup for the, for the story. They go to Nadavalir, the, the realm of the dwarves, and they're trying to see how they can help with these refugees that have come from Alfheim. Because remember a few parts back in our Jason Aaron retrospective, the dark elves destroyed Alfheim essentially. So all the light elves come to Nadavalir and the dwarves, like they can barely feed themselves, but they, but they've made this pact and they're, they're doing the right thing. Well, while they're doing all that, the, the, the fire demons of Muspelheim attack Nadavalir on the kind of the orders of Cinder, the, the queen of Muspelheim, but really Malekith. They're, they're playing a role as a pawn in Malekith's game and Volstagg tries to do the right thing. And even doing the right thing, he, he fails. He on it. Like he fails in the thing that he promised he would do. 
He promised he would keep these certain people uh, safe, and he's not able to follow through with, with that. But in his moment of despair, something speaks to him. Something comes to him and says, if you want to stop this war, if you want to stop this bloodshed, there's one way to do it. And it's the, the war hammer of the Thor from the ultimate comics universe. So a little bit like I know very little about the ultimate comics universe. Uh, our good friend, Curtis Spears knows infinitely more. So go bother El Destructo on Instagram. <laughs> um, but the ultimate Thor dies uh, trying to save the ultimate universe, which, you know, is something that I believe Jonathan Hickman uh, destroyed in one of his comics or there was a big event where the ultimate comics universe is, is a, essentially a dead universe, but this Warhammer is a living relic of a dead universe, which again, reads like the title of a metal album. <laughs> and this hammer has spoken to Thor. And if you want to go uh, Thor Odinson, if you want to go back and listen to that, we did a great, um, a great talk with our friend Grant, um, a great, another great Thor cosplayer like, like Faz, um, oh, becoming they, Thor. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so yeah. Grant came on to talk about the small mini series that Aaron did alongside the Mighty Thor, the Unworthy Thor. And in the Unworthy Thor, there's a lot to deal with the Warhammer and the Ultimate Universe. So, if you want to learn more about that and how that came to the Six One Six Universe, go listen to our episode with uh, Becoming Thor with Grant. Uh, the unworthy Thor. It's a fantastic episode. Um, the hammer speaks to Volstag, and Volstag is like distraught. He wants to, you know, make right the thing he couldn't, you know, he couldn't fulfill. And um, we get a bad ass transformation from like jolly big purple shirt Volstag to um, I can only say it this way. He's like. He's like a he's like a Viking linebacker. Like he is he totally transformed like this last page reveal in the first issue faz. He's basically what Norse mythology Thor looks like. Giant red beard, I hadn't even thought incredibly about that. jacked, black suit, black cape. Ryan, it's Massive. very important to me that you cosplay this. I don't care if it's a Halloween costume, I don't care if it's just a fun thing to do for a convention. You've got to do it. You love Volstagg. I do it's the love coolest Volstagg. he's ever looked. The Ultimates it, Mjolnir is really cool. Right. It. It's, I mean, those of you, first of all, I am flattered. And uh, I mean, I would probably have to grow a few feet. And oh, like, I'm my five muscle foot mass eight, would have to go I, throughout the, through the friggin' roof. I am five foot eight and I cosplay all the MCU Thors. Chris Hemsworth is what, six foot seven? So that's not an six excuse. Six foot Look, seven? This, this is what we're going to do. Listeners, if more than seven people tune into this episode, Ryan's got to cosplay this. That's the plan. <laughs> oh, look, we're already there. I've there already watched it, it six like times. I, Let's it go. Like I have to cosplay Volstagg. <laughs> I mean, seriously, if I was going to do a version of Volstagg, uh, War Thor is a pretty good place to start. Um, 100%. But literally, the, the first issue ends with him transforming into this new, completely crazy cool version of thor he's got like faz said he's got the black armor he's got the huge 
a hammer that looks more like Stormbreaker from the MCU. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're sitting there and you're like, I, I haven't read this comic, I don't know what this hammer is supposed to look like. Imagine Stormbreaker from the MCU, and this hammer is very similar. Um, I think it's got- actually what Stormbreaker is based on. This this oh, one right here, yeah. It is so. It is the ultimate yeah. hammer that that the MCU Stormbreakers based on. Be, well, that makes because Thor's Infinity War look is the ultimate look. That's why he's sleeveless and he's got the six discs that light up. Right. It's, it's, it's the same look, yeah. See, that's why that's why you become friends with cosplayers because they know things about the costuming that you're just like, oh, he got a cool new look, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the so. Basically, the whole gist of the next two issues is Volstag. Because I mean, they use so many cool descriptive phrases for him. Mm-hmm. He becomes the god of the bloodstorm, which again is the coolest metal album you've ever heard. <laughs> he becomes the yeah the god of the bloodstorm, and he is hell bent on releasing all this rage against the warriors of Muspelheim. So he, he fights the rest of them that are there in the Dabalir. But then <laughs> Jane goes to be like, uh, or Jane and Thor kind of having a, si- a little side conversation off in, in Asgardia. But <laughs> the war Thor is like, um, yeah, even though I've killed all of you that are here, uh, this won't end until I get full revenge on your entire realm. So he goes to Muspelheim and he confronts the Queen of Cinders, who is the daughter of Surtur. And can can I just say, Cinder is so cool. The stuff she says, the way she's written, the whole, I'm the first child in over a thousand children to choose hellfire and dead souls versus food after being starved for 13 millennia or whatever it was. She is so badass. So let's read a little bit of her dialogue. Like the queen of cinders is, and like what's crazy about her is um, (laughs) she, she has all these demons around her at all times. And they're just like, burn it all, burn it all, burn it all. Like they're almost like they're in like a trance. Mm -hmm. They just, they keep saying, burn it all, burn it all. And it's like, it's creepy. Like in the art is so Again, all you needed for this issue was a lot of orange, a lot of red, and a lot of blue. That's all you needed. There is not a spot of green in this entire mm-hmm. issue. But um, here's a little bit of... Hey, the, that's not true. Loki's there. There's some green. Tiny amount. Itty, itty, itty <laughs> bit. It, yeah, Tom Hiddleston Loki is is in this is in this issue. And it's really just there to be there. There's not, not much going on for Loki this time. All the other villains are doing stuff. See, that's where I like... Does that count as like like if you were to go to like a Grand Comics database or the Marvel Wiki? Does that count as an appearance, or is that like I, a cameo? I would think it'd be an an appearance. There's there's enough panels that Loki's in. Just Loki's more just yeah. judging everybody else. Like, all right, Malekith, you gonna start your War of the Realms or what? All right, Cinder, let's go. Kind of thing. <laughs> Come on. Um. So let, let's see. Let's see. Uh. Here's the, here's a little bit of the Queen of Cinders dialogue, and then I'll read a little bit about what Volstag says to her, and then what she says back. It's so freaking cool. Um, the Queen of Cinders says, "In Muspelheim, we pray for Ragnarok. We pray to see the gods burn to ash, along with all the other flaming fools who dare to stand in our way." Then Volstag shows up, just like he makes it rain in Muspelheim, 
keep in mind, Muspelheim is made of lava. Like, it's literally on fire. Yeah, <laughs> Everything is time. on fire. Yeah. It has never rained in Muspelheim ever and even the demons are like what is this liquid falling from the sky and, and they're like this is so weird and freaky and then Volstag shows up and he and he just yells cinder come face come face the storm of reckoning queen of butchers and cowards the storm will end all fire forever and he's like he's so epically drawn by a uh, valerio skeety in this entire like series uh and then she says end fire i think not little god the flames of muspelheim are the fires of creation and of death for you and all your kind but you will not live to see the final days who dares invade this infernal land for you ragnarok is now this is professional wrestling writing (laughs) honestly this is what the jim bros want mcu thor to speak like (laughs) this level of metal the going to gore and being like butcher of gods evil man i am here to end you the power of the storm will compel you and then go in and attack with a giant hammer that's that's i guess what they're looking for it works perfectly here in this story this is like a this is like a testosterone fueled like dreamscape for just want to point out for all those jim bros notice how he's in the wrong in these issues he's not the good guy anyway right it's fine so so we'll, we'll we'll actually when we get to the last issue we're going to talk a lot about how like volsag is being really super impulsive here mm-hmm. he, he's be, like he's he's almost possessed yeah by this hammer and this mantle of the war thor because he keeps talking about blood and rage he's like thunder will not stop the war of the realms only blood will stop the war of the realms this is also like it just it doesn't even feel like volstag anymore no it's uh in the same way that our mjolnir is all about worthiness this ultimate's mjolnir is all about rage and volstag is consumed completely by it even near the end he starts telling jane that she can't be worthy of his mjolnir because she doesn't have enough rage that's what it's all about for him oh there's some great there's some great like the whole last issue is jane and volstag fighting and keep in mind they have been friends forever Mm -hmm. volstag was the one that was going with jane to her chemo treatments like they are they're not just like oh right you dated thor once like oh i remember you you're one of Thor's best friends. Like it's not like that. Like they they have a friendship that is based on like who they are to each other and has nothing to do with the Odinson at this point. No. But, but the last issue is so cool. There's a few moments that I want to like zero in on. Uh, but this, so what I love about his fight with the Queen of Cinders is throughout it, he's reminded of the the refugees that he was unable to save Mm -hmm. and it just makes him matter like it like it kind of reminded me so those of you that i'm going to mention a dc comic thing which is crazy because it's it's funny in marvel comics i can't think of another comparison there probably is (laughs) one but i can only think of a dc comics reference mjolnir the mjolnir that jane wields is kind of like a green lantern ring it's all about your will and and you know be having having an unbreakable you know spirit but 
Volstag's Warhammer is kind of like the Red Lantern ring, mm-hmm. where it's it like Faz just said, it's fueled by rage and blood and anger. It's it's that's why like in DC Comics, like those two forces are often at odds. It's because they they see and look and process the world completely differently. Mm-hmm. It's it's not even they're not even on the same page. And right now, like the War Thor is essentially a Red Lantern. And Jane is going to come in at the end and be like, hey, whoa, whoa, this is not what we are about. Like, and, and further to that, like, it's, it gets worse than that. The whole reason Volstagg picked up the hammer, the whole reason he wants revenge is because innocent children were killed. Right. And at his absolute worst, he's willing to kill all the Moosefell children. Yep. Jane has to come in and literally catch them from falling to their deaths because in his eyes at that point, all Moosefells are evil and they all must die. And Jane has to explain there are normal people out there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that like, I mean, there's so many deeper themes you can like hit on there, even with like real world comparisons of like Volstagg doesn't see people at this point. He doesn't see beings. He just sees like, he sees, uh, you know, how enemies. Just, he sees what enemies he sees right, yeah. people who need to be vanquished. Right. That's it. And, and like, he, he's like, there's not, there's nothing good in Muspelheim. There are no innocents there. And really what Jane says in the last issue is like, your problem is not with them. Your problem is with their queen. So like, why aren't we dealing with, why aren't we dealing with her? And, and so, but all, all that happens later on after uh, Volstagg is forced to fight with fire breathing sharks. Yes. <laughs> Hey there, friends. Hope you're enjoying this episode that you're listening to right now. Just want to take a moment and remind you that we do have a Patreon. You can, just for a few dollars a month, join our Thor core over on Patreon at Across the Bifrost, the Mighty Thor podcast. Our Patreon page allows you access to early episodes, bonus content, and it gives you a way to have input on what we do here in the show. So, for just a few dollars a month, go join the Thor Corps today, and we would appreciate your continued support. Follow the link in the episode description to become a member of the Thor Corps today. Now, enjoy the rest of this episode. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that again for the people in the back, Jason Aaron. Again, we've we've um, we've praised him for months now. The dude loves his sharks. Like that is just you can't you can't get through a Jason Aaron comic at this period without him putting a shark somewhere. And I remember in our in our interview we did with him a few months back, he's like, I just figured like all these other places must have their own version of animals. I I just love how many different types of sharks there are at this point. Like I feel like. If we were to look through the whole thing, you would probably know at this point, each realm probably has their own type of sharks. I I mean, I'm assuming that by the end of like, when we get done with war of the realms, we will have seen a shark that could represent every single realm. Yeah. In, I mean, the real reason he's made this giant arc and the real reason it went on for as long as it is so he could fit in the the sharks everywhere. Right. I mean, it's like, I think this is like, we're either releasing this like a few weeks after releasing this a few weeks after, but like shark week has just happened. (laughs) So I feel like at some point in his career, Jason Aaron needs to like, he, so if he ever, ever decides to write for DC comics, 
what character does he have to write? <laughs> he has to write King Shark at some he does point. Have to write King Shark. He has to. Like, and King Shark's got to pick up some crazy powers, right? Like he's gonna give like King Shark like god level powers, <laughs> and he's gonna make him like the like he's gonna like beat the crap out of Superman or something like that. He's and, gonna eat Superman probably. I, I mean, seriously, we're I'm, as if we could tell Jason Aaron what to write. <laughs> um, but like, I'm just saying, we're just throwing out ideas. Like if, if just if giving him ever, inspiration. Yeah. If ever, you know, that DC work opens up King shark, I feel like has to be on that short list, but like, it kind of reminds me of like when, when Jack Kirby went to DC in the seventies, he was like, what's your, what's your like most obscure book. And they were like, uh, superman's pal jimmy olsen you really want to write jimmy olsen like you're jack freaking kirby <laughs> and i feel like that they could do a similar thing with jason like he's like what's uh what's your most obscure comic you got coming up he's like well we got this king shark miniseries but do you really want like you're jason aaron and he's just like that would be perfect <laughs> look when when it happens mr aaron all father we're happy to take we're, we're happy to take any royalties or commissions you want to send our way for inspiring you to do this that's fine we're happy to, we're happy to creatively consult on it anything I, you need we're I, we're here for you i feel like the thought has definitely crossed his mind <laughs> but like think about it like the guy tells stories that are so winding and like mm -hmm. he's got so many different characters like involved and uh you know i remember like in the last in the last uh, episode we did of our Jason and retrospective with Victoria, and we talked about uh, those first few issues where where there's a new version of Curse that Malekith unleashes on Jane. It's Lady Waziria from like way back when. It was like I totally forgot about her. Totally forgot about her. And it, it I've read fits, this yeah. before. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Like, it's it feels like. I'm sure I've said this at some point. It feels like if Game of Thrones were a comic. Yeah, that's a really good way to describe it. All because the interconnected threads that you don't see how they're going to come together and right at the end, they will. Yeah, right. And like, I, you know, seriously, the, these issues really don't have Jane in them until the last issue, mm -mm. but I don't feel shortchanged at all. No, like they also like to, to talk a bit about Jane they do a really nice arc with her while Volstagg's off breaking things. Thor's grappling with learning that she's Thor now. Right. Odinson is having to deal with this and he's still really mad at her. His dog wants to eat her. Also, Thori always uh, wants to murder people. Thori looks significantly cooler and more metal in this one. He had like almost flames come out of his mouth at this point. Do you notice that? It, it, it fits so, the vibe. So, you know, I'll just go, I'll just go for it here and then we'll get back to like the, the Jane and Thor kind of, backstory mm -hmm. backup story kind of thing um so there's two credited pencilers and inkers on this obviously russell dodderman is here um because he's the he's the stalwart at this point on this book but valerio skeedy is on this book and he i'm assuming he is doing most of these like metal fight scenes like we're getting like battle on mustafar star wars episode three level coolness in these in these in these issues and i think a lot of that is valerio and like i wasn't really familiar with his work before this but i sure as hell am gonna go find more things that he <laughs> oh did yeah after this because 
I mean, one, okay. I know we're not normally a video podcast, but I just need to show Fazis to remind him of mm-hmm. the image that made me want to read this book. It's, it's this one. Yeah. Like, yeah. With the sharks. It's just, if you want to see a picture of this, go to our Instagram or our, or our Facebook page um, at mighty Thor podcast on Instagram and across the Bifrost on Facebook and look like go through our feed and look at like, I'm probably not going to get tired of posting these images. Like, no, there's, and there's so many, like you're going to be able to go for a while. Yeah. Valerio brought his friggin' a game here, man. Like, but, but anyway, like (laughs) back to Jane, back to Jane, back to Thor, back to the emotional foundation of this. uh, Thor's angry. Thor's dogs. Of course. Jane's apologetic. You know, Jane does what she can, but you know, you got to understand she, she explains to him about the cancer. She talks about everything through. He's still mad, but later on in this mini series, you can see him starting to kind of show that he still cares. He's still hurt. He doesn't want her to pick up Mjolnir anymore because he knows what it's doing to her. She explains to him that it's going to kill her. And he's like, so stop. You know what? We got a scene like that recently in in a, uh, a little independent film called Thor Love and Thunder. And it's uh, <laughs> I think it was it, at the it, Toronto it, Film Festival. <laughs> I, 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 I might have seen it in uh, London, Ontario, you know, like a, a nice little small town. Um, Stratford, Ontario, not not the big one over in England. Yeah, that might be where it came out. <laughs> no, the, the yeah. small, not not the Shakespeare one, <laughs> the, no, no, no. the small one. <laughs> <laughs> but it was well, very, um, it, it's exactly what you want to see as, as the start of the end of the arc. That's how I would describe this. Right. I think that's a really good point because like, like we said at the beginning, like the war of the realms is coming. And at the end of this arc, we said like the war of the realms is here. Mm-hmm. Like it is happening. We only have one more arc with Jane leading the way. And we're going to cover that in a few weeks with, uh, I mean, one of our coolest guests we've ever been able to get. Uh, Jasmine Estrada from Marvel's Pull List, the official Marvel Comics podcast. She's going to come on and talk about the death of the mighty Thor, which, spoiler alert, um, Jane, like, Jane does have to, like, there's a huge sacrificial moment coming up for her. But, like, that's the last comic, like, we really get that focuses on Jane before the War of the Realms. Like, it is here. Like, even in, like, podcast time we've been talking about jason aaron all year yeah and we will continue to talk about him for the next few months but uh it's finally come to like the doorstep it, do you know what i mean by that like it's it's and so honestly cool. like like listeners think about this like it's been 11 retrospectives for ryan so far he's not he's not at the end yet <sighs> each each time he's putting in anywhere from like four to 15 issues yeah and we're not even, like we're not even at the end like in real comic time, one issue a month, this run was legendary. Right. I mean, and and, what, and what's interesting about this run of comics, and like, again, I'm, I'm not going to get tired of praising this man's work because I believe it's that awesome and I believe it's that significant in, in the wider scheme of comics. This run was legendary as it was happening. Mm-hmm. Like, think of it it's similar to like Al Ewing's immortal Hulk. It was legendary while it was happening. Mm-hmm. Like, and I understand like some people will like, look at this and be like, well, yeah. Like uh, Walt Simonson's Thor was, you know, it's, it's a legendary run. 
and of course i wasn't you know i wasn't alive back then to like see how people were responding to it on a monthly basis but like sometimes most of the times people's work it's not fully appreciated until it's done or until it's been a year or two that you can like take it all in. People were lauding this work as it was happening. Way before he stuck the landing. Right. Every individual piece. It's basically like from the beginning, he was in phase three of Marvel where they could do no wrong and everybody loved everything they produced. That's what he was doing. Starting with a all new villain. He created Gore, the God butcher and just started there and just one after one after one everybody loved everything apart you know there's a little bit of toxicity out there for a certain amazing mighty character i'm i'm but, not uh, familiar with this toxicity you're talking about <laughs> but uh, it, uh among serious readers and among people who can appreciate the quality that he was putting out everybody was impressed almost I mean, the whole way through yeah just insanity our our good f- our good friend Will Rose uh, has told me like that you know picking up this run every, you know every Wednesday when he would pick this up it was just like what's Jason gonna do now yeah. like what's Jason gonna do next um, and like it's like that's why I say like it's like Game of Thrones it's like even even like even like a how do you say like a somewhat pedestrian episode of Game of Thrones is ten times better. Mm-hmm than the best episode of another tv show so it's like this comic is coming out like say you're not really a big volstag fan say this isn't really your bag this is still better than the majority of things that are on the stand next to it there is no filler with these runs every piece has a purpose every piece even if it doesn't if it feels like it's a side story it's going to come back around and it's going to be well written enough that you're like i'm glad that i tuned in for this and we've talked about in the past that like jason doesn't waste panels Mm -hmm. and like dodderman and sod ribbick and valerio skeedy like even like the fill-in artists like ron garney uh, i'm sure i'm forgetting you know so many great artists that have worked on this the colorist like matt wilson Eisner Award winner Matt Wilson as your colorer. Joe Sabino has been killing it lettering Thor for, I don't know, a decade plus. Even like now, he's still lettering Thor and he was lettering Thor before Jason Aaron. Like this team is, it's literally you're getting an all star comic mm-hmm. every month. And that's no discredit to like the other artists that are working on other books and writers who are doing scripts for other stories. I'm just saying, like, this book is epic and it was epic then it's epic now like it's epic in scope it's epic in artwork i mean i'm out of breath complimenting this book how often can you get a story that is four issues that barely features the odinson and barely features the mighty thor and is still must read right the book's called the mighty thor (laughs) you gotta imagine it's those two (laughs) and instead we've got volstag out here stealing the show and cinder being a extremely cool villain so just one more thing as we kind of like we wrap up our 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 thoughts on the book i guess is this this conflict between jane and volstag Mm -hmm. the last panel of the 22nd issue the the third of four of the four parts is volstag and jane fighting in the yawning void jane is trying to like save these the the people of muspelheim from volstag's wrath and she decides the way to do that is to basically put him in timeout 
to put him in a cosmic timeout in the yawning void. Now, so if you're unfamiliar with the yawning void is, I will read you the first page of the 23rd issue of the mighty Thor. And we'll see if, uh, we'll see if you don't want to go, you know, first of all, if you don't want to go read these comics, I like, I get it. I don't support it, but I get it. Like, I feel like this has been a pitch for us to like, be like, these comics came out years ago. If you haven't read them, you need to read them now. <laughs> like, Honestly, and normally we spoil a lot more. Like we're, we're holding stuff back, guys, because we want you to read this one. Like get in there. Here is here is the first page of the last issue of, of this arc. It's just this, the, this is the, the, the foundation of what this last issue is. In the beginning, there was the yawning void. Ganoon Ganoon Gap. <laughs> he throws uh, in like a crazy Norse. Oh my god. Um, Ganoon Ganoon. Oh gosh. I yeah, I, I don't know. Dumbling through that one. Anyway, the great unending nothingness, and then from the south came the roaring fire, and from the north, swirling ice and mist, and where the two forces clashed in the heart of the void, life was born. Elves and giants angels and goblins gods and men and realms were made of each of them 10 in total each with its own place among the world tree each with its own wonders and terrors this is the story of those 10 realms and of the one mighty god who bestrode them all but which one and it's a full double page splash of jane and volstag just going at it like that like lightning is all around them they're both in like the midst of their battle cry and you're just like oh my gosh like inject this comic straight into my friggin veins <laughs> it's so good <laughs> and then it's like then we get the little like credit page where it says uh thor tra- has transported them both to the yawning void where the war thor's fury could not be contained but he refused to stand down one thing is clear the storm has only begun the war of thors mm-hmm. like i know what we said earlier about like there being like an embellishment with the word war i don't even care at this point <laughs> like it's, it's just... an amazing battle of thors right it's it doesn't, a battle doesn't of need, the thors not everything needs to be a four issue uh, war at the end one huge fight like this wraps the whole story up beautifully it's i mean there's so much in here because we also like as they're fighting we see what's going on in the other realms like vanaheim um which is the um the um how do i say this like uh there's a whole complicated history with who the Va- the vanir are the vanir are the old gods of the Norse mythology and the like the Asgardians that we know they're the Asir the Asir are like the new gods and um so the the in Vanaheim that like one Mjolnir comes streaking through and I, I love the comment that um I believe it's Bloodroot says the hammer lands in front of him and he's a member of the League of Realms um but he says um he says if this were uh another sorry another one of the vanir says to him i learned to trust your sight wizard blood root but how do we know this is the beginning this is the beginning and not the end and blood root says if this were the end this hammer would be drenched in blood like come on like can't get more metal than that seriously this is the most metal 
uh, four issues, like seriously, if you can still find this in a trade paperback and you don't want to like spring for Marvel Unlimited, which by the way, why wouldn't you? It's so it's so economically sensible. Um, you can get, you get all of Jason Aaron on Marvel Unlimited. You, you got to go Aaron. for it. And not, and not just Thor, like you can get his Punisher stuff, his Wolverine, his Ghost Rider, a lot of his Avengers. Like yeah, most of it now. Yeah, so much. Stuff. There's a so maybe we'll save this for the bonus episode. But there's another series that I just read of his. It's a limited series, and I won't tell you who it is because bonus show. Um, but there is a five issue miniseries he did uh, a few years back, and it was maybe next to this run on Thor. It was my favorite thing he's ever written. So. A little tease for that but yeah it, it, like if you can find this in a trade paperback or go on marvel unlimited like seriously read this comic now um volsteg says um nothing will stand in my way nothing will stop me from ending this war anything that tries must be ready to taste the blood storm first of all blood storm is the coolest metal band name ever <laughs> and you said that like four times already nobody's gonna believe you at this point <laughs> i've sure don't believe me don't believe, dare i dare you I dare, I dare you to not believe me we'll show um, them ryan we're starting that band right now oh my gosh yes i'm on lead tambourine um because <laughs> i can't play an instrument um i'll sing but, the background grunge sounds that's what we'll do. <laughs> oh my gosh oh man it's so good um, we see what's going on in Vanaheim. We see what's going on in Niflheim, where Baldur the Brave is now the king of hell. Just gonna glance past that. Um, I know there's um there's an Angela miniseries where it's called Angela the Queen of Hell that we might do uh maybe as a bonus episode or we might do it here on the main feed someday. I really want to do more Angela stuff because she was kind of re-injected into thor's whole family history um after the original sin stuff but we, we just see jane and and and, and volstag continue to just beat the crap out of each other mm -hmm. and keep in mind they are friends and, and and the war thor um this was one thing uh faz mentioned earlier and i was really hoping we would get to this part where uh volstag says this war will not be won with thunder, but with blood, which is some of a key theme throughout this entire limited series. Only blood puts out this fire. If you want to stop me, you will have you will have to be the raging bloodstorm. Do you hear me? And then Jane says, "Do you think that I cannot understand war?" She says, "Try battling cancer." It's really the it's one of the only times she like says like where she invokes what she's gone through mm -hmm. as this like test of like, you don't think I'm strong enough. I get up every day having to be strong. And especially for Volsteg, like you said, he knows yeah. the real Volsteg on the inside, not blinded by rage that hits. Now, one thing that we're missing here, listeners is that right before that page, we get a insane double page here of Jane dual wielding the Mjolnir's holding the Ugh. ultimates one holding our mjolnir and just looking angry the phrase is war thor this is where your war ends Ugh. and the, oh since she just bashes him in the face with his own hammer <laughs> um 
and we see what's going on in heaven we see what's going on in Spartelheim, and when they jane and, and volstag actually fall to Spartelheim, and volstag basically says like i'm gonna rain down hell and lightning and fire on this entire like the dark elves need to be gone and this is when this is when jane really tries a different tactic with Volstag. And I realized like, I just went into my like panel by panel, page by page kind of mindset because every panel, every page has a purpose and it's so good. And like, it's really hard to stop reading it that way. But Jane, um, you kind of like go back out wider picture. Jane decides to try a new tactic with Volstag. That she's going to remind him of who she is. So she actually drops the hammer and stands in front of him and reminds him of their friendship, of how close they are and how much he loves her and how much she loves him, like that friendship bond. And I, lo- I loved how that is the way that this comic ends. Mm-hmm. And it's not she punched him hard enough. It's she reminded him of who like they were and i just, i loved that i thought it was so good any comic can end with she hit him hard enough she threw his mjolnir into the sun and he turned back into regular volstag with the weapon gone it takes a special kind of writing to build up a relationship for like six or seven years or however long it's been at this point it feels yeah. like a decade with how much he's been writing and take that relationship and end without fighting drop your weapon be the most vulnerable you can be and there's a nice little threatening looking uh panel where it's like is volstag about to kill jane is he about to hit her with the hammer is right is this kind of looks like the juggernaut yeah he's huge and she's tiny and she's got her she's got um her bandana on she's clearly weakened and he stands down and it's just expertly expertly done yeah it's, I mean, it's power. It's a powerful last few pages mm-hmm. because and one of my favorite panels here towards the end, it's not an action panel. And I know like we've talked a lot about action this episode and I, I, I truly believe like the action is top notch, but there's a really subtle, beautiful panel here where Volstag is sitting on a tree branch and he's all slumped over. And I believe having a moment where he's like, almost like, what have I done? Like, where did I go wrong? And Jane is there. Jane is there, like, but leaned up against his back, comforting him as he's processing all this stuff. She's still there for him. Like, I I love the depth of friendship that we get to see from them in this comic. It's awesome. And she's there as Jane. She's not there as Mighty Thor. She's there as regular Jane. And Volstagg's back being regular Volstagg. I've, I've got to quickly correct myself here. The, okay. the final super fun phrase by the uh, the sages isn't the war of the realms is here. It's our war begins. Mm. So who knows what comes next with Jason? It's Thor number 700, so if I had to guess. Yeah. It'd be a pretty ginormous issue coming up. Thor number 700, but, I believe it's it's um it's one of those like greatest hits kind of mm-hmm. things where they brought back a lot of the like artists that had worked on it. It's like the Donny Cates one they just did. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. the Thor 750 that we we reviewed a few months ago. Um, but I mean, Thor 700, we'll talk about it uh, with Jasmine next time we do awesome. um, our Jason Aaron retrospective. And the, the issue, the arc ends 
with kind of what we talked about with Victoria was on these storylines leading up to War of the Realms, we zoom in to a particular story. And then the last pages are really used to widen our gaze again. Mm-hmm. Because because here we see what's happening in Vanaheim. We see what's happening in Niflheim again. We see what's happening in heaven and in Vanaheim the rocks on kind of like rocks on death star kind of thing is, is hovering above their land in Niflheim. The queen of cinders is, is invading them and Baldur's on the run. And we see that Malekith has come to heaven to talk to the queen of the angels. And this is how the, the, the comic ends. It ends with Malekith saying, I am sure those are lovely thoughts, my dear, talking to the the queen of heaven, but you and your realm would be a lot better off if you would but sit for a moment and open your mind and listen to what Malekith the Accursed has to say. He's still playing the game. He is still putting, it's like like a game of chess. Pieces are on the board. They're moving in position. Yeah, Yeah. like we're getting into position for this game to begin. And Malekith is the master manipulator working behind the scenes in all of this. Like it's, it's crazy, but that brings us to the end of the war Thor. And if you couldn't tell, we were a little bit excited to talk about this comic. <laughs> so I hope you go out and read this. Um, Faz, do you have any other like final thoughts uh, on the war Thor? Let's see. Final thoughts. Jane's handled beautifully again. Jason Aaron doesn't miss with his writing style. Does really gets the grandiose epicness of it all. Odinson's used really nicely. And Ryan, you've got to do that cosplay. <laughs> Bringing it full circle, full circle. Uh, to uh, to my Volstagg cosplay. I, I will say this. It, I mean, if I could cosplay one character, it would be Volstagg. Like, I, I just, I love the character. I love You his... have the epic beard. You have to do it. It's I do. I would have to dye it red. No, 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 no. I, I have a black beard when I do Thor. You'll be fine. Well, maybe. Hey, I got, I got permission from, from uh, an official cosplayer. So, I mean, that's good. That's good enough. It's good enough. You, you ask the Fast Guardian. You ask becoming Thor. You ask any other Thors out there if it needs to be exactly screen or comic accurate, and we'll start laughing at you because all <laughs> Thors are worthy. <laughs> And all Thors are Thors. All Thors are worthy. Yes. Oh gosh. I still I still say that would make an amazing t-shirt. Yeah. Um, and uh yeah, man, just this one was a lot of fun. Like I know when Faz and I were like, it was crazy. When we were reading this, we were messaging back and forth, like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, this panel's so epic. Oh my <laughs> gosh, this panel is awesome. Like it's it, like it was. It was like we had to get to this point where we were just going to like talk about it. And now we have done it. Hopefully we've sold you on the fact that this comic is awesome and you should go read it. Um, but man, let's uh, let's wrap it up. I think we've, we've done a podcast. We, we, we did a podcast. We made it. I feel like we made it. Listener, you made it. Good job. Like seriously, you stuck with us for the last few minutes, and I hope you had a good time, either laughing with us or laughing at us. I really, either way, if you were entertained, that's just fine with us. So, just to let you know, 
we are going to be doing a consistent bonus episode over on our Patreon. Like Baz and I are going to keep this conversation going a little bit. We're going to talk about a few different things that maybe we didn't have time to talk about in the episode today. And we're also going to talk about Kevin Feige's hat collection. (laughs) We believe it has a special meaning. You won't Uh, want to miss it, listeners. (laughs) You're going to get to hear that on the bonus episode if you join our Patreon at mighty thor podcast on patreon join the thor core for just a few bucks a month you get early episodes you get full unedited like craziness uh you you'll get to basically have the audio file of everything faz and i talked about um <laughs> terrifying good bad or indifferent <laughs> like you know you get it all um unedited unchained like it's just it's crazy it's off the hook and you'll get our bonus show where we're going to talk about some stuff again that we didn't just, we didn't have time for tonight. Uh, so that is, we can get over at Patreon. You can follow the show at mighty Thor podcast on Instagram. I mean, is there anything else we need to say before we sign off? I think we're good. Read Thor comics, good. everybody. I don't know if you've gotten that from our 500 episodes on this uh, podcast, but read Thor comics. Yeah, as 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 uh, some good good uh, podcast hosts over at Marvel by the Month would say, stay inside and read comics. <laughs> it's it's too hot outside. <laughs> like the next Thor movie is like four years away. You have time. It, Here we go. <laughs> right, um, but yeah, stay inside and read Thor comics. Um, so until next time, everybody, wherever you're at on 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 the Bifrost, wherever you're at, whenever you're listening to this. We encourage you to do one thing, and that is to stay worthy.